Hello guys, today we're going to interview a good friend of mine and actually I used to work with her in the corporate world, um, a real estate investor, Android Craig. Join me. As a single professional, I had debt and no savings after my divorce. I always wonder how I can start investing in real estate to secure my future. I studied programs that gave me all the benefits of investing in real estate. Some claim I could start with no money, but I could not find one that gave me the practical, actionable steps I needed. As a wealth advisor, I've met people that own real estate, but weren't ahead financially. They were rich, but they weren't wealthy. Then I finally realized that there was one vital component missing that makes someone become wealthy or not. And on the show, I will reveal what I found and give you the step-by-step -step actions to start investing in real estate and increase your wealth. My name is Araceli. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Araceli, wealth advisor and real estate investor in the U.S. and Canada. And today I have an interview with a beautiful lady that I know for quite a while, and I invited her to come in here to share her story. Her name is Andre Craig, and she's a realtor and a real estate investor in Canada. Welcome, Andre. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for the invite. No problem, Andre. Please tell us who you are, where you work, and, uh, and tell us a little bit about your story, about how you became a, a real estate investor. All right. Well, um, as you said, I'm Andre Craig. My um, geographic area as, as a realtor is really the greater Toronto Hamilton area. So because I am an investor, I tend to work with a lot of investors. So we go wherever their budget allows, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's Hamilton, sometimes it's Mississauga, sometimes it's Guelph and everything in between, right? Um, I became an investor before I became a realtor, actually. Mm -hmm. so in, um, I don't know, I think in 2007, 2008, you know when we had that um, yeah, the big change. The recession yeah. and yeah. everything? My husband and I, every quarter, we'd be getting our RSP um, documents and the money was going down instead of up. And, and I know, I like I didn't know you then, right? And I was... Yeah. I that market was scary and I'm sure you have wonderful words of wisdom for us if we were to go through that now <laughs> but I didn't know you then yes and so we started talking about buying investment properties and I did not even know where to start I wasn't a realtor I worked in you know corporate work the corporate world and um, a girlfriend of mine introduced me to her realtor we met him on a Tuesday he showed us a house on a Wednesday, and by Thursday we had bought our house, our oh. very first. Oh wow! It was super fast. So, our very first property, we purchased a semi in Burlington in in 2011. So 11 years ago. And um, you know, sometimes one of the questions I get a lot is, "How did you even start?" Right? Because with an investment, you need 20% down, or depending on your yeah. You know, it could be a little bit more too, right? Depends on credit score and all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, so we need a 20%. And it's like, where am I going to get 20%? Well, the prices were a little lower in 2011. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you that. Um, but we had lived in our house for several years, many years, actually. And so we took the equity from our house. So I call that lazy money. Mm -hmm. 
right? So we took our lazy money and we got it working for us. So we bought our first investment property. And, um, you know, you talked about trials and tribulations, right? So we had the very best tenant in there and it was such a great experience. We're like, we'll buy all the world. You this got is lucky. That's great. Excellent. So yes. before you move on to the, the story, I want to ask you, so what was the first time? Because, you know, when I was growing up, nobody told me, hey, maybe you want to buy an investment property and start building your wealth. I kind of learned it because I went through so many transitions and I kind of, I ended up there. But for you, like, what this, the, the, how do you decide to become an investor? Um, well, the honest truth is someone told me, right? So the person who introduced me to that realtor who was very focused on investments, um, she worked with me in the, at the business I was at. And um, she, you know, every lunch we'd get together and she'd tell me about her investments. And I thought, I can do that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so it it was word of mouth, right? Because you're right. We don't get taught that. And in fact, so many people look at investors going, oh, I don't want to be a slumlord. Well, you don't have to be a slumlord to be a landlord. Absolutely. So after you got your first property and you got a really good tenant, what, so you had a, a duplex, is that what you said? A semi. A semi. Oh, a semi. Okay. And uh, so you got a good tenant and then what happened? And then we had to get a new tenant because the good tenant bought a house. Yep. So we got another set of tenants. It was a young couple and um, it was great until they split up. And then after that, it wasn't so great. We ended up having to go through the process of evicting them. Yeah. Oh. Um, and they did about twenty thousand dollars worth of damage. You kidding me? So what happened? Like they they got mad at you, or no? They just weren't taking care of the house. So you know they had cracked the window pane beside the front door. Yeah. They ruined all the carpeting, all the floors. It was it was crazy. And you know, at that point, I became, by that time I had become a realtor. And I thought, okay, what's the math on this? Like, let's put this as a business, not as, you know, somebody, oh my gosh, somebody is damaging my property. Take the feelings out of it and and make this business only, right? And um, so we bought the house in 2011 for 233,000. Wow. Right. And by the time we had to evict the new tenant, it was maybe five or six years later. And that property was worth 500,000. Yeah. so let's say worst case scenario in six years, we we built $250,000 worth of equity. So, I mean, you and I both worked at the same corporation actually. So you know that it would have taken me a lot longer than six yeah. years to save $250,000. Yeah. So so even though it was disheartening and and frustrating for sure to spend the 20 mm-hmm. every day of the week i would spend twenty thousand to make a quarter million dollars absolutely and you see thank you for uh telling me that because this is one of the things that a lot of investors or people that want to become investors don't really realize that you've got to take the feelings completely out of the property when you are investing because exactly. it is a business and it is expected that the tenants will never take care of the house as much as you do. So that's great. Thank you for making that point. So what else happened after that? 
Well, then we, I call it flipping the house to ourselves, right? So we renegotiated our mortgage on that property and uh, following in your footsteps, we bought a house in, uh, in the States. Where did you buy a house? We bought it in Florida and we bought it when the money was pretty much at par. Awesome. It was like that fluke period of time. And then we sold it a few years ago, actually. So we sold it and the money was at 25%. So it was, it was a good decision to make. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So you've had a really good experience with it. So now how much is your involvement in the business between you and your husband? Who does the most work? Um, I tend to deal with the tenants. Mm -hmm. My husband tends to deal with the finances. He's better at that. He has an accounting background. So, um, and we have an accountant. So, you know, she keeps us really on the straight and narrow to make sure we, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we don't, we don't work with the tenants daily or even weekly or even monthly, yeah. right? Yeah. We go see them twice a year. I, I, I want to respect them. Mm -hmm. And if I show respect, then they typically essentially should maybe yeah. respect me back right yeah. so we go to the house twice a year we do it in the spring and we do it in the fall and we do the the whole battery changing of the uh, yeah. uh alarms or smoke detectors yeah and that's the reason we go in and that's the only time yeah and that's it that's good well yeah. you know you you were mentioning that your son of 27 just bought a house Yes. So I get this a lot, uh, especially for our generation that, you know, kids are starting to leave the house and they are just struggling, finding how are we going to buy a house, right? Yeah. So tell me, I really, I'm really curious about the story. Well, so first off, you know, he's 27, so he's not, you know, 18. So he'd been working for some years and so there's, there's, you know, he's living at home. We're not charging him rent. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's some savings that happen through that, right? Um, so, you know, obviously they can't, they can't afford the house that they're currently living in because it took me a lot of years to be able to afford this house. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I say to first time home buyers, right? You're not likely to purchase a house like your parents are in today, right? Um, and like we live in Burlington there was nothing in Burlington that they could afford. So you have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. um, and you also have to realize, okay, do I want to, like, it was time for them to move out, like love them dearly, but it's time, right? Of course. At 27. So it's like, so do we buy something further out and, or do we rent locally, right? And um, so he had some savings. I'm not gonna lie, maybe mom and dad helped a little bit, but, um, he also has a really good um, uh, realtor. <laughs> so we were able to negotiate, not just on price, right? Cause you know, negotiations aren't just do dollars. It's closing time, like closing dates. Um, and like they, they bought a house um, that it was built in 1972 and nothing had been done. So there was some furniture, there was, and, and so it was an estate sale and we, we told the trustee, We'll take the house as is. You don't have to, you don't have to move anything. So that was also a benefit. Yeah. It was a little bit more work for us, for sure. Of course. Of course. But um, so we negotiated, um, and so they bought the house for five hundred thousand. Amazing. Good. Right. 
what can you get for 500,000 around and even out in St. Catharines and uh, um, January 10th, a house in the exact same condition sold for 685. Wow. Like exact same condition. So in four months, their house went up $185,000. Yeah. Well, for those listeners, basically what you did is you got some sweat equity in it and that got the appreciation because you were willing to do the work, you know, and that that is fantastic. That's one of the best ways to get um, a little bit of equity and get into a property um, better because if you want everything, all the bells and whistles is going to cost you. For sure, right? But if you are want to save a little bit of money and put that little bit of sweat equity, you are That's able right. to probably buy a house a little bit easier. Well, that is a great story. So did he buy that by himself or did he have a partner or with somebody else? Yes, with his girlfriend. Okay, well, that is great. And, and the two of them are working, so... So yes. that's amazing. So the goal really, Araceli, is for them in five years to flip the house to themselves, mm-hmm. right? Get some fabulous renters in there, and then they can buy their their next home. Whether that next home is a forever home, I don't know, but that's how you build wealth. And they are so young, right? I'm, I'm very excited for them. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing is, they have a great teacher, so... You know, obviously they have seen what you've done. And I think that's how we learn. Believe me, like we just need to see people doing it because then we believe that we can do it. And that is exactly why I like to speak to different investors because their story is so different on how they became investors. But you can see now how your kids are starting to invest and they know the process and they, and they obviously have some support from you to kind of guide them but it is important to start early because you know what Andre I remember a few years ago I was 25 and right. the time goes by like this right yes yeah and we don't get that back and uh, I talk to a lot of as a wealth advisor I talk to a lot of younger people those are the hardest clients for me to get because they don't get it. They say, well, we have a lot of time. Believe me, you don't. When you get to 50, you say, what the heck happened? I was 25 just a couple of years ago, right? Right. So, that is, um, so what would you tell the, mo- the mothers out there that are trying to help their children in their 20s to buy a property? What, would, what advice would you give them? Um, it's really tough. I think that it really depends on the child, right? Because we're in the Amazon, skip the dishes, yep. society. Everything gets delivered. Yep. Uh, it's so much easy. It's so much easier to spend money today than it, it was when, right? Like, I don't know about you, when was the last time you were in a mall, right? But I still got a new shirt last week because it got delivered. Yeah. Right? So it, it's very different. So it's, it's lining up those those really big goals because that house when you're 20 that you're saving for through RSPs or whatever those that doesn't feel like it's a tangible item to save for so I think if I were to redo it all over again I would have charged my kids rent the minute they started working 
and then gift them back their rent. I think that's, I know several people who have done that. And I think that that's, um, that's a very good strategy. Oh, yeah, I think it's, you know, you're right. Now, nowadays, you got it just, you nail it right in the head because it's instant gratification what we have right now. Everything is just instant, basically. Go on the internet, we search for it, everything is there. And I don't think that now we appreciate so much the future. And I've seen that people, the, the longer you plan ahead your life, it's the better. So that's the wealth mentality instead of having just the now. Oh, I can get the, the big TV or the car that I want instead of waiting, saving for it and then buy it when you have it. And, right. and that is really hard to fight that, you know, the impulse of buying something. And we're all guilty of it, right? Well, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's just the world we live in. And um, I think, you know, living within your means is so much easier to say than to do. Um, but it's probably the biggest, um, most important thing to do in your whole life is to live within your means, right? Absolutely. Well, that is fantastic. Well, thank you. So if somebody wants to contact you, Andrew, that they are in the Burlington area, how will they contact you? Well, they can call me uh, 289-795-1861, or they can look me up at craigrealestate.ca. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and, you know, share a little bit of your wisdom, you know, and uh, it was great to see you because we haven't seen each other for a while. And uh, I'm hoping that you can get a huge response from this. And this is actually a really good episode for people that they want to start investing that they don't know how. And also a little bit of hope for people that are younger to buy a property and to get started. Well, thank you so much, Andre. Thank you, Araceli. Thank you for the invite. And I look forward to watching all the sessions you put on. Always oh, a conversation. Thank you so much, Andre. Take care. Bye. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.aracelihernandez.com. Thank you.